Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. WTIC News Talk 1080, Will Marotti Shows. Your host, Will Marotti. Matt Sorois, our master of ceremonies. I want to just give a shout-out to the Amen Choir today. You can send your amens in every day uh, after we pray at 9-11. You're on uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. And uh, same address, all, all four of those accounts, at Will Marotti. I want to say thanks to Carol, Carol L, Gigi, Michelle F, Veronica, Mark M, Lynn K, Eric S, Chris B, Carol J, Rhonda T, Quigway F, Orlando T, Elaine P, Carol C, Joe, Joseph P, Dean L, and the mysterious Twitter person MBD. Those are all the amens today. Thank you very much. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to ask Steve Bucci about couple things right off the bat we think about this hypersonic missile situation and uh and then also are, are is there any reality any truth coming from putin's side talking about a ceasefire a, a, a de-escalation i i think he's just just trying to buy time so he can kill more civilians and blow up civilian targets but I, you know call me skeptical but Anyway, joining us, uh, tremendous experience, 30 years in the military, most of that time spent with Special Forces, um, Pentagon, West Point graduate, War College, now a, a fellow with the Heritage Foundation. We're always wel- happy to welcome Steve Bucci back to the program. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Pastor. How are you this morning? Good, sir. Better than I deserve. Hope you had a good weekend. We did. We had a good one indeed. So uh, the war continues. I don't think anyone thought, certainly Vladimir Putin never thought, that this, this war would go on this long. I thought they figured this was going to be a, a slam dunk in a couple of weeks and they'd be cleaning things up, and, and they're in for, obviously, a rude awakening. But the news broke over the weekend that uh, allegedly, for the first time in an actual combat situation, Russia used a hypersonic weapon. And uh, I, I was watching uh, the news and look, listening to sev- several, you know, like yourself, military commentators 
They all seem to think that it was true that Russia Russia possessed a hypersonic weapon, but not like a, a stockpile of them, a few of them. But in any point, uh, in anywhere, this is a difficult missile to fight, isn't it? Uh, it is. They're they're harder to shoot down with the capabilities we have today. Our anti-missile uh, systems are designed to shoot slower missiles than that. Mm-hmm. So you know we've got to you got to put different software. It's got to have different uh, response capabilities. Uh, so when the Russians announced this a while back when they did a test, we uh, you know our folks. We're trying to get hypersonic missiles. We know the Chinese are flirting with them, the Russians. So this this is not like a gigantic breakthrough, change the whole uh, tone of warfare kind of invention. It's it's a product improvement. Uh, mm-hmm. And one, you know, we'd rather we had the product improvements, not the bad guys. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the fact that they used it here, not surprising because their other stuff's not working very well. Yeah. And yeah. They, it's been kind of embarrassing for Russia to face up to the fact that, you know, very lightly armed uh, folks who have not really gotten anything too new for a long time has been, you know, doing a job on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're trying this and announcing it, making it very public. Uh, they've hinted at using chemical weapons. They've hinted at using tactical nuclear weapons. These are all capabilities we know they have, Pastor, but are they going to use those other ones? We don't know. Are, you know. How important is the hypersonic missile? To be honest with you, I don't think it's that big a deal. Okay. We're not shooting down their old-fashioned missiles right now because <laughs> the Ukrainians don't have those kind of systems. Them using a hypersonic one, uh, is more messaging outside of Ukraine than yeah. inside. I don't think it's that significant. I think it's an indicator that Putin is getting worried that people are not as intimidated by him as he'd like them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm reading from this AP story, and again, who knows what to believe, but the AP, AP report says that uh, American military is, is now accelerating development to try to catch up. I mean, we're like that in the space program. We started out behind the Russians in the space program. We 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 caught up to them and, and far outseated, uh, exceeded them and passed them out in, in a relatively short amount of time. I wonder if the same thing is possible here. Uh, most definitely possible uh, and probably likely. It kind of depends yeah. on how much money the Biden administration is willing to throw at the problem. Uh, you know, both Russia and China Neither of them has invented much of anything. They steal it from us, right? In the last 50 or 60 years, you know, they steal a lot of stuff. They tinker with it. They got smart folks, yeah. but their their systems are not designed for the kind of cutting-edge innovation that is sort of our meat and potatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that they've gotten something like this means they took a bunch of stuff they stole from us they put it together or, or found some additional secret sauce somewhere mm-hmm. and developed this. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to look for whatever secret sauce they have. We're going to take it and we're going to, you know, dump a bunch of steroids on it. And it's mm-hmm. going to be an awful lot better than what they have. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm never terribly worried when they do something like this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's actually somewhat positive for us because it gets us 
out of our complacency mm. and gets us moving again. But nobody innovates like the United States of America. And I'm not sound, trying to sound jingoistic. No, it's, it's true. A it's fact. true. Mm-hmm. And, no. and, you know, we need to recognize that and stop wringing our hands and clutching our pearls as we swoon and say, okay, they got something here. Well, we got a lot of stuff, too. And, and we had this conversation mm-hmm. reference cyber. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. You know, that everybody's, oh, my gosh, the Russians, but they might cyber attack us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Russians are good. They're not anywhere near as good as us. Yeah, and better. we're yeah. way better yeah. defensively than mm-hmm. they are. So uh, they understand that if they really crank that stuff up and it gets beyond just the stealing of intellectual property and that sort of thing, we can hammer them. We can hammer them kinetically, but we can also hammer them with straight-up cyber and they are a lot closer to the Stone Age than we are to start with. Uh, and they can get there a lot faster if they do anything that's, you know, too untold. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, we're talking with Steve Bucci from the Heritage Foundation. I'm wondering, too, uh, when we start talking about intercontinental ballistic missiles, those travel at a pretty high rate of speed. They uh, either, I guess they either touch or can touch or actually not go into space, but they can they can ride the uh, the boundary of space, and uh, we we have a hard time shooting down, those down as well, right? We don't we don't have great systems for that yet, either side. Any uh, side. Well, we we actually do. We we have we can shoot down their missiles as they go up. We can have a different system that shoots them down as they're doing their you know out in space kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Those are real interesting because they don't really blow up; they just send a big hard chunk of metal going really fast into it and it's like a bullet hitting a bullet mm-hmm. and it just obliterates the things because they're all going so fast mm-hmm. and then we have other systems that could shoot them down as they come back through the atmosphere towards their targets mm-hmm. now with somebody like russia or china the issue is they got a lot of them the yeah. russians have a lot more than the chinese do mm-hmm. our missile defense systems are not so robust that we have enough uh, interceptors that we can get if they shot everything they had all at once, yeah. that they would overwhelm our defenses. Uh, and in the same way, we could totally obliterate their defenses. Right. Uh, but our, our missile defense systems are actually aimed at countries like Iran and North Korea, mm-hmm. which is something we've told the Russians for a long time, uh, because you know there we figure it's going to be one, two, three. Uh, missiles coming mm-hmm. at us, and our systems can handle that. Mm-hmm. The the big overwhelming, you know, Doctor Strange love, mm. you know, thousands of missiles in the air simultaneously. You can't defend against that. Nobody has enough to do it. So, do you, are you, is it is it reasonable to think that we're uh, maybe re uh, repositioning our defense lookout? To, to Russia at this point in time because of the, the instability in Ukraine? Uh, we don't really have to. Uh, the, those have systems to. Are, are situated in such a way, and particularly the intercontinental ballistic stuff mm-hmm. uh, is situated. You, you're talking about shooting up into the atmosphere. They're, they're not localized weapons, really. Oh, so okay. uh, okay. there's not a lot of repositioning that has to okay. be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a matter of accepting that if, if Russia suddenly went completely loony and decided to, you know, 
say the heck with mutual assured destruction. We're just going to shoot off our stuff and then die in the big blip when America shoots back. Uh, we, we wouldn't have to move anything. And we would use those systems to shoot down as many of their missiles as we could, mm-hmm. uh, particularly those you know aimed at like our big cities, that sort of thing. Uh, that's where those the, the protective umbrella, if you will, to use the metaphor, uh, is the thickest, is over our big population centers, because mm-hmm. uh, we want to minimize the amount of, of enemy um, missiles that get in. Uh, but it's, again, I'm, I'm being straight with folks. We don't have enough missile defense stuff to stop that full Dr. Strangelove scenario. Uh, we're also hoping that that will never happen. Right. Uh, and, right. you know, that's that's sort of the what we've operated on for a long time. Is well, that it's mu- mutual, that it was the assurance of mutual destruction, right? You're, yeah, you're, you want your enemy to be fearful of the fact that if they try to destroy you, you're going to destroy them. Right. And and it's it sounds crazy, but we'll destroy a lot more of them than they would destroy of us. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's because even though they have a few more missiles than we do, mm-hmm. even under the arms control agreements, ours are much more precise uh, and much more... Um, I don't know, higher quality, I guess, mm-hmm. the simplest way to put and it. probably not as old. I mean, I bet you some of those Russian missiles are, are Cold War era. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And, and who knows if they're serviced, who knows if they can even, even launch at an appropriate time. Let me ask you another question. I had a, I shared this with our staff here today. I want to make sure I'm right what I said. I said, you know, here in Connecticut, if, 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 we, if, there, if there was an, a fairly, you know, not all out, but close to all out nuclear war, I'm sure Connecticut would be targeted because of places like our Pratt Whitney facility, uh, Sikorsky aircraft, and more importantly, the, the naval shipyard in Groton, the submarine base. Um, is it, would you say that that's still true that Connecticut would be a, a fairly high on the list target zone? Uh, it, it would be on the target list. Not sure exactly where. Uh, mm-hmm. The other aspect you need to be concerned about is because the Russian stuff is not that precise, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it that would be coming at us would be those older varieties that kind of like aim at a continent. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, but they would be aiming at the population centers there on the East coast. Right. And if it, you know, veered a little bit to the North or a little bit to the South, you know, you guys are in between two major population centers right. there in the, east coast megalopolis mm-hmm. uh so yeah there's, there's a danger that uh you you could be hit either intentionally or unintentionally mm-hmm. and and do you think the fact that we have the subbase in Groton is that a does that move us higher on the list if 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 you could if you could make that make that uh analogy um i i would say yes that 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 would be a high priority target for an enemy like the soviet union or like russia sorry mm-hmm showing my age yeah. <laughs> uh, for the, the Russians uh, yeah. because they do fear our subs. Yeah. That is one aspect that we have, even though they have a lot of them, ours are way better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and that scares them because they can't really track ours. And uh, the, especially the boomers, the, the ones that carry the nukes mm-hmm. uh, and you know, they, if they can get them in port, and there's always at least some of them in port getting sure. refitted and, and mm-hmm. doing maintenance. Uh, so, yeah, they that would 
be a, a higher priority target than a lot of other places. And and do we still have more and better? We're talking about submarines. Do we still have more and better than China? Uh, we don't have more. Uh, we definitely have better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Chinese on any given day, uh, you know, when you figure we've got we got to put boats out everywhere, uh, and you know we have some that are back for maintenance and others that have just come off of their cruises. Uh, so uh, you know, there's there's a restricted number in in and around China, let's say, on any mm-hmm. given day, uh, and the Chinese can leave all of their stuff in that region. Mm-hmm. Uh, and several of my colleagues at Heritage have done the analysis on this, and it basically comes out that for submarines, helicopters, airplanes, that sort of thing, when you look at it locally on any given day, the Chinese have us about ten to one. <laughs> in in numbers, you know, not now when you throw the quality part into it, I've heard a lot of people say, well, but, you know, our stuff is way better. And I agree with that. But I told them, I said, well, even if you assume our stuff is 10 times better than theirs, yeah. which in some cases it is, mm-hmm. uh, that means it's a fair fight. Yeah. We and don't like fair and we don't like fair fights. No, no. You know, we, we like to have overwhelming dominance. Uh, and, and this is the argument we make at Heritage all the time on why we still need to be investing in our mm-hmm. military in keeping both the quality and, to a degree, the quantity up sufficiently because we actually have to patrol the whole world. Uh, these countries that mm-hmm. are our adversaries mm-hmm. have very limited areas that they, they have to uh, concentrate their combat power, mm-hmm. and ours is kind of spread out. And the other thing is we actually like give our people time off. Mm. Some of these other forces don't don't have quite the same rules. You know, they don't say, oh, but you kept Johnny at sea for more than his six months. That's not fair. I'm going to write to my congressman. That doesn't happen in China. Yeah, right. You uh, get thrown Russia. in jail or killed, either uh, one. Hey, one, yeah, one exactly. last question, Steve. One last question. We've we're, we're got to run along here. Um, so I'm imagining that, as you said, there's always, you know, some ships in port for whatever reason. Uh, coming off a, a, a mission, uh, upfitting, repairs, whatever. How long, if, if you can speak to this, how long, ballpark, would it take for a submarine that's in port to be, you know, made ready to go underway and get back out there, do you suppose? Uh, it, it depends on what they're doing to it. If it's Let's say not, not a major a repair. It came off of, a, yeah. came off of a, a mission, and now it's... It's there. How long would it take to get the guys back on the boat and get it out there, you think? Uh, it could, they could do it in a, in a, a day or two. Uh, if they're just staying locally, they haven't sent everybody home on leave, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Uh, they could get them underway and, and out to sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they've taken parts off of it, it's a crapshoot. It could be, you know, anywhere from days to weeks, weeks or months, right, right. depending on what they have to put back together. Yeah, particularly for uh, buying the parts so, from China, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, we hope not, not on that stuff. Uh, but, yeah, that's the kind of thinking they have to do. And remember, we hardly ever get fooled 100%. You know, we, we yeah. work really hard not to allow another Pearl Harbor where we're like, gosh, we didn't know they were going to do that. Uh, so we're watching them all the time for indicators, and that's why we have the different uh, DEFCON levels right. that we increase when mm-hmm. – tensions rise or people start moving things around, we start calling the, the troops back and say, hey, yeah, your leave's over, start heading back in this direction. 
so that we can cut down that quick turnaround time as much as possible. Right, right. Okay, always informative and always a pleasure. Steve Bucci from the Heritage Foundation, thank you so much for coming back on the program. It's always my pleasure, Pastor. Thank you for having me. Okay, hopefully we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 